0: Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier.
1: Hello and welcome and delighted to be spending our time with you on a uh, great afternoon and we hope you enjoy the show and I appreciate that you found us and uh, please tell your friends about it. Tell your friends they can listen to whatever way you just found us on or they can also listen to us on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google and all the streaming services. So uh, thank you for joining us and Marsha, how are you?
0: Well, we've got a lot of interesting tech news for people this week um, and we really appreciate your listening and don't forget to leave some reviews because the reviews maybe will bring some more people. Because we've been around for a while, we love sharing the tech news with you. So, uh, you know, anything happen in your tech world this week?
1: Well, no, I do. Yes, uh, certainly tech, but I do want to talk about the fact that I did have my first adventure out to a Laker game this week, and it was the first experience in being around a big group of people. They had seventy five hundred people at Staples Center, and I was in a fully vaccinated section and you had to still continue to wear your masks, so they let people on one side of the arena in, and the Staples holds like 18,000 people, so it was kind of weird. There were lines, uh, small lines to kind of walk in differently than you normally do. Uh, you, as I say, you did have to wear your mask. You couldn't eat inside of the arena. You had to order your food by your app, go up, pick it up, and then go to designated areas to eat, because they wouldn't let you take your masks off during the game. So uh, it was interesting, and it went, I think, fairly well, and According to what I read in the next two weeks here in California, they're opening up all sports venues to full capacity. Yeah, well,
0: you know, Los Angeles hasn't been very – our country hasn't been very good at following the science, period. You know, two weeks after telling everybody to wear masks like crazy, they came out and said, if you're vaccinated, you don't need masks. So that's been a little crazy. Um, I'm going to the 4th of July Spectacular at the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, okay. And as of yesterday, they wiped out all that vaccinated, non-vaccinated segregation bull. So uh, everybody will be at full capacity and seating where you sit. So I'll have my little box seat. So, and I'm ready to yeah, go. I
1: mean, I was I was happy to be, frankly, in a vaccinated section. I thought that was a good thing that the Lakers did. And, you know, people don't want to get vaccinated. That's entirely up to them. But having said that, I felt better being in a section that I knew everybody Yeah, but you're vaccinated.
0: vaccinated. <laughs> yeah,
1: I well, but it doesn't mean you still can't get. you yeah, understand. It doesn't mean that you're fully vaccinated. But yeah, you're uh-huh. supposed to be 95. You know, you're supposed but to be. You're productive. wearing a mask. Yeah. So oh, yeah. No, no. everybody go. had to wear masks. Yeah. Nobody's so, following anyway.
0: the science. So there you go.
1: <laughs> okay, but we're not going to talk politics here, Marcia. So let's go on. It's not what politics.
0: Heck. It's the science. Yeah, it's politics. The... There's a
1: lot of politics involved in that. But uh, anyway, okay. Well, so I
0: don't. I don't follow politics. So there you go. So okay. that just you can leave that off my plate. I refused. Um, refuse okay, too so much. my favorite uh, video, and I feel personally responsible for its success because in the last three editions over the past eight years or six years or so in my Facebook, Twitter, Instagram for seniors books, where I talk about uh, YouTube, I figured what better video to pro- to tell people about was a video called Charlie Bit My Finger. Yeah, I don't Which, remember this. Uh, well, because you've never read my books. Uh,
1: well, <laughs> So no, I, anyway, I, I, I mentioned it. I forgot, it in, I guess. Yeah. yeah,
0: I mentioned it in all of my books. And as of this past week, it had 883 million views. It is one of the, if you haven't watched it, it's kind of hard to find now because everybody has t- entitled their videos, Charlie Bit My Finger. But basically, it's these two little toddler, a toddler and his infant brother. Yeah, they're cute. And uh, the brother uh, sticks his finger on his brother's face. And the baby, as babies do, bit his finger. And the little boy has a great English accent. And I I can only imitate it by, Charlie, Charlie, you bit my finger. It hurts. Don't do that, Charlie. You have to go watch the video. It's that fabulous. And the reason we're talking about that video this week Is because it has been sold as a non (laughs) fungible token, which is basically people put up for auction, internet memes, things that they own on the internet, and it was sold for seven hundred and sixty-one thousand dollars.
1: Yeah, that's a lot of money.
0: And originally, after the sale, um. People, the people who sold it said they were going to take it off of YouTube and only have it on the blockchain, which means nobody could see it. But the person who spent $461,000, they decided to keep the video on YouTube. Uh, The buyer felt that the video is an important part of popular culture and shouldn't be taken down. So it's... Going to be live on the internet. It is too adorable. You have to see it. And that, this was videoed 14 years ago. So the family of the two boys plans to use the proceeds from the auction to pay for university education of the two sons, and they will donate a par- part of the money to Offset Carbon Charities.
1: Oh, so well, I, nice. I think it's
0: great story all around. But honestly, I have been pimping this video for close to a decade. So I really think I'm partially
1: responsible for it. I would say completely responsible for it.
0: But it is uh, yeah. adorable. Go look at it on YouTube, Charlie Bit My Finger. And, like, there's a Charlie Bit My Finger 2 when they were older, but it's not as cute as the first. The first, oh. the only, the original.
1: <laughs> okay, there you go. Uh, that's a lot of money. I think people, some people have entirely too well, much Well, you know, money, Kurt but, okay.
0: was thinking, if you Google first periscope engagement if you google that you will find kurt's uh, engagement to me on the oh, internet and we kurt's kind of been playing with selling it as a non-fungible token but uh, i don't know no.
1: well give it a try <laughs> if he can get 745000 for it go for it
0: uh, okay
1: yeah i would do it hey i would do it uh, okay so this was interesting Amazon bought MGM, the iconic about as iconic a studio as there is, Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, um, and they paid eight point four billion dollars for it. Um, they don't. It's complicated as to where you're going to actually see the movies yet. Uh, but they, you know, they're known for the James Bond, the Rocky franchise. Uh, it also allows them to set up Amazon Prime Video. You know, with some of the movies and things, um, and it's going to be very interesting because there's some things that are included. There's some things that are not included. Uh, Beyond Films, MGM also uh, runs the studio that uh, does Handmaiden's Tale on Hulu and Fargo and FX. Uh, MGM also runs Epics, a cable TV network uh, producer and app. So, you know, they've been setting up the sale for a long time, and it's going to be very interesting. The only issue is that they don't know when the MGA movies will come to Amazon Prime exclusively. Well, you uh, know, some mean... of the
0: issues that they're having is the fact that they already licensed a good deal of their famous movies to Paramount+. Right. Plus.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, exactly, right. Yeah, it's going to be very, very interesting. Uh, the James Bond franchise, which MGM helped produce those movies, including the newest one, which has been delayed for a year now because of the pandemic, is finally going to hit theaters October 8th. Uh, but the creative control of the Bond films is in a company called Ion Productions. James Bond, right? Uh, uh, James Bond, right. And it's owned by the Broccoli family, who uh, Cubby Broccoli, who was the originator of the James Bond films who passed away many years ago. Uh, and they make their decisions when the films come out. And when, when, the next, uh, you know, James Bond will come out, so um, and again, that too, as you said, is licensed through Paramount Plus, uh, which is supposed to stream films like the new yeah, James Bond film. Yeah, and they Bond have the exclusive,
0: Creed. so that's going to be yeah. interesting.
1: Yeah, they're also not getting in the mix: The Wizard of Oz and Singing in the Rain, two of the most iconic films of all time, um, because those are different arrangements. So it's going to be very interesting. But eight point four billion dollars. Mm-hmm is one heck of a lot of money, uh, and, you know, we'll see where that goes. Well, you know, Uh, I'm
0: curious to see where you have these actors. Now, some actors are paid a flat fee to do a movie, and not that many are – you know, back in the olden days, The Wizard of Oz, you know, here's your money, do the movie, that's the end of it, right? But that isn't the case in the last few decades. Oh, sure. Uh, Celebrities and actors get – a percentage
1: of the exactly. take. Yeah, so for sure.
0: when this all happens, who is to say what percentage they get? And I don't see that in any of the articles. And it's not, you know, we all think of celebrities as making big money, but all those people you see in all the films, you know, maybe they spend six, eight months and they only make $10,000. It's well, sure. not big money for anyone other than the lead actors. And those people rely on royalties, which they get in a check every month from the union. And I don't know how this is all going to affect that because I'm concerned yeah, about, mean, you
1: know, them. I, and I remember, I tell you how far back that actually goes. If you remember James Garner, who was doing the Rockford Files, he was the one of the first big – celebrities to be owed a percentage of the show the rockford files and he owned and he went into a dispute with i think it was universal studios for years to collect what he felt they had owed him because he owned a piece of the show so and you know same thing with stallone who owned the rocky franchise right uh, right so it's it's very interesting well you know we'll see where there that goes, is no but
0: rocky without sylvester stallone they can do not. what they want although the it. next <laughs>
1: one is without sylvester stallone the creed three yeah. Will not have Sylvester Stallone, which I'm kind of sad about.
0: I don't know. Uh, I kind of bet they're going to use old clips in it.
1: Yeah, I don't know how they're going to do it yet. But he, See, I, and and I, I think the, that was Stallone's decision to not I'm, appear in the latest. Yeah,
0: well, I think Sylvester Stallone is taken care of for life. <laughs> I don't think I he has to worry.
1: So I would he's not your average so. actor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, acting okay, so. for
0: those of us who, for those of you who don't live in Los Angeles, acting is a job just like anything else. You know the actor you see on a TV show one day is probably waiting tables for you the next day at you a bet. restaurant.
1: You bet. So, yeah, I'm a member of SAG ninety three uh, Screen Actors Guild. Ninety three percent of Screen Actors Guild, the last I saw, is out of work. There so, you go. L- You know, literally five percent to seven percent of the people actually have jobs as actors or in radio or you know Screen Actors Guild is now. Uh, Also, AFTRA, which is the radio end of the business. And uh, yeah, so that's. Yeah, but they still
0: have to pay their dues to the union. And and that's, you know, that's the creepy thing. And that's one of the things when I made a decision which direction I was going to go. Yeah, you know, because you never know what's going to happen. I don't want to be paying dues.
1: Yeah. But now
0: I'm old and it doesn't make any difference.
1: Well, there you go. Uh, Okay, so what did you find out? What is this? The boring uh, tunnel in Vegas?
0: Okay, in Las Vegas, Nevada, um, Elon Musk's other other company, as if he doesn't have enough between SpaceX yeah. and Tesla and solar, whatever, okay, right. he has the Boring Company, which isn't boring as in puts you to sleep, boring as in digs tunnels.
1: Yeah, it took me a while to figure that out. Why would he call his company <laughs> the Boring Company, you know? Jeez. <laughs> yeah, huh? Oh, okay, I get it.
0: Okay, you get it now, right? Yeah, now I understand, yeah. basically, he was using Las Vegas as a demo place to show off what his boring company could do by building a tunnel. Uh, Tunnels are great in many cities. You have underground, right, trains and all kinds of things. And we don't here in Los Angeles. And I think for good reason, like earthquakes. (laughs) Right. But in Nevada, they're... Less of the earthquakes, more of the solid rock. So they basically built twin tunnels under the Las Vegas Convention Center. And last week they offered complimentary rides to test it out. And if you were one of those testing it out, you got to sit in a Tesla car. And it drove from one end to the other, which is roughly 1.7 miles. And Mark, you and I both know how long it takes to walk that 1.7 miles. Yeah, for sure. I mean it can be about 45 minutes.
1: Yeah, it's very crowded there.
0: So they they were saying 116 miles per hour inside the tunnels. That's pretty fast. Reportedly, um boring company says you can go at 150, but maybe that'll take a whip, you know. Take a change in in the future. But the, it'll turn a 45 minute walk into a two minute ride, which would yeah, be huge. I mean, that would be pretty cool. And for those who don't know about the Las Vegas Convention Center and wonder why the heck somebody would need it, it is the largest convention center, I think, in the country. And it spans about well, two miles. And to get around during a show, and we have the Consumer Electronics Show there every year, which Mark and I go to. Uh, you know, to cover, to get information for the show. It's tiring. It'll kill you. <laughs> you better have good shoes, right?
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And uh, that's not to mention getting back and forth from your hotel, which the Boring Company Tunnel is not going to help you with. I was hoping. Right. I was reading the articles. and I'm saying, where does this go? I'm going to book a hotel at the end. Nope. It's just the convention center. That's how huge it is. So there are two stations at either end, above ground. And the middle stop sits below the Central Hall. It's gonna be interesting. Um we're gonna to get to ride it, I guess, when we go to CES next year. So Assuming that
1: uh, you want to be underground.
0: In Las Vegas I'm okay. Yeah. There's I mean there too, are earthquakes in Las there.
1: Vegas, you know. Pardon me? There are earthquakes in Las Vegas. Yeah, so but the not question like is here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm just telling you now, there are earthquakes in Los Angeles. Don't Vegas, give so. me
0: any more paranoia. I'm already paranoid <laughs> yeah. enough about I being around you. other people. With the, I mean, uh, there's a lot
1: of walking in these things. I, I think I... Did about ten miles a day because I walk from the convention center to my hotel and uh, walking around what we walk around that big convention center. So it's great exercise. I was completely exhausted after two days, but uh, yeah. But the thing
0: t- is, we do it once a year. It just yeah, doesn't right, really exactly. help us with our health plan.
1: No, that no, that different. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it uh, is only one a uh, one shot kind of deal. Exactly. It just
0: so. proves you're alive twice a once a year. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, it's kind of fun. I, I mean, I enjoy walking, so that's okay with me. Uh, but, yeah, I guess we'll uh, we'll see what happens with that. And uh, presumably there will be a CES in January. Uh, I haven't heard any new announcements about it, but we're along oh, with it. Oh, I
0: did. I heard announcements, and there will be a CES in January.
1: Okay, so there you go. Um, all right, so Facebook apparently, you know, there's been – All kinds of talks for years and, you know, again, we don't do politics, but everything since the presidential elections and everything was about misinformation and sharing this and sharing that. So Facebook has decided to crack down on people pages who repeatedly share share misinformation on that page. Um, whether it's false or misleading content about COVID-19 and vaccines, climate change, elections, other topics. They say they're making sure that fewer people, that uh, people see a little thing that will come up that says this page has repeatedly shared false information. Independent fact checkers said the information is false. Now I don't know who those independent fact checkers, you know, are actually going to be, but they're going to start doing that. Uh, Apparently in uh, late 2016, Facebook's verification uh, process had focused on reducing viral information uh, that allowed social networks to take stronger actions against pages and groups and Instagram and such. And now it's uh, expanding those efforts to include penalties for individual users. So, um, I I mean, I think it's probably a good idea. How do you feel about it?
0: Well, you asked, and this is not politics. I wrote an article on my blog at mcollier.blogsplot.com. (laughs) Blogspot.com, <laughs> about how fake news upends journalism and technology and damages everybody. Right, Interesting, I got emails from people in the FBI. That it, it was a very good article. You might enjoy reading it. Um, who is to decide, and who are these fact-checkers? There are a bunch of people hired by Facebook. You know that Facebook is not going to be hiring top experts. And who are the top experts? I remember the day when Facebook was saying false information on every post that the pandemic came from China. Now, our government is saying, you know, the pandemic came from China, from Wuhan labs. It did not come from bat soup. So Facebook has a history of convenient uh, banning of information. So I'm not comfortable with it. I don't know who Facebook is to make these decisions because there are so many fake news outlets out there, whatever they're using to make their decisions could be bunk as it is. so I think we just have to read the news ourselves and figure it out for facebook to to be this is just like China China you know shuts down stuff so people can't see it right. We need to have freedom of the press, freedom of speech. And people have to make decisions for themselves. I'm not yeah. comfortable with this at all.
1: Interesting. Okay. So there you and go. My article
0: is? is at mcollier.blogspot.com and just search fake news and you'll find it.
1: Um, okay. So you, uh, we all remember, most of us all remember CRTs, cathode, cathode ray tubes. Cathode ray tubes. Cathode ray tubes that were used for televisions and computer monitors. Those are those things that weighed 3,000 pounds that you needed 12 of your friends to cart into the house for you. So uh, what is this with retro gaming now?
0: Well, you know, and it's really funny. When you think of retro gaming, you think of a TV. And when you see it on a flat screen, it doesn't have the same magic. Um, When Nintendo released the SNES Classic Edition in 2017, remember, I got one, and a lot of people started taking retro gaming seriously. But again, watching it on a flat screen was not the best experience. Right. And, you know, CRTs have fallen into disuse. The Old TVs, people don't want to uh, have them around the house. But... Gamers today are buying them up like crazy because SNES or N64 weren't retro back in the day, and they were designed not for flat screens, but for these type of TVs. So it's kind of interesting. If you want to buy an old TV, this is insane, a Sony GDM FW nine hundred sold for nine hundred and ninety nine dollars on eBay. Um, a single listing for the same monitor this year went for three thousand nine hundred dollars. So if you have an old color television at home, treasure it, keep it, don't let it go. Uh, you know, unless you want to sell it and deal with the shipping because that's <laughs> that's a whole other thing but um luckily we still have one had it in uh, one of the rooms in the house that we don't use and uh um, we're taking it down we're going to be using it to check out the difference in the games because i can see where it makes sense the games were not designed for flat screen so there you go
1: okay and well,
0: again big money so Go to eBay, go on the internet, go on Craigslist. If you want the full experience, see if you can find an old-fashioned television.
1: Yeah, there you go. Uh, if you can carry it to wherever it is. Uh, I don't miss those days of, of, kind of trying to carry around, as I said, those... Uh, hand those truck, Mark.
0: Just use a hand truck. hand truck. Hand A hand
1: truck? Yeah. Yes. I don't have one of those, sorry. Um, we do. Okay, so apparently what, as of June 1st, your Gmail, Google Drive, and Google Photo will count against your hard cloud storage uh, limit. You cannot use the storage, and uh, let's see, in that case, Marcia, what, it's 15 gig is what they give you?
0: You get 15 gigabytes free, and then you have to pay after that.
1: Uh, you can, let's see, it allows you to upload photos of 16 megapixels or less without counting against your unified storage. Well, that is until
0: June 1st. Right. Now the whole point of this is, and this is why I was bugging you, uh, to empty out the Mark and Marcia at Gmail, which is our email address. If you want to reach us, Mark checks it. I can't check it because every time I go into it, then it links my account to that. And it just makes a whole mess for me. So, Mark, you just need to forward me emails to me because I can't
1: get in. I didn't realize you weren't even seeing the emails in there anymore. Yeah,
0: I can't get in there. Every time I do, it's like an hour and a half unlinking everything. It's just I can't. So, like, be sure all of you to check your Google Drive because there's been a lot of spam going around that gets shared to people's Google Drives. A lot of it has large files attached to it. Do not open said files, because most of them are spam and may have malware. So don't even think about that. Um, Go into your Google Drive. Go into your Google Photos. Now, before June 1st, which is in just a couple days, upload everything you want to upload to Google Photos, because that will be the cutoff date. Everything after that will count towards the 15 gigabyte storage unit.
1: Now, they are saying that they are going to give you 24 months to get your files in order before they start deleting your things. Um uh, And that they if will they warn you, you know, they will warn you before they do it, whether or not that actually happens. Who knows? Yeah, but, I'm not going to uh, trust
0: that at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you want to check, you know, want to go in and make sure that you've checked to see how much storage you have in there, because I wouldn't know off the top of my head, you know, if I didn't check it. Exactly.
0: Um, and, you know, what is the link that you do to check the storage?
1: Uh, let's see. That is... Okay.
0: You just just look up um, storage at Google. Just do a search for it. You will get a link to it. Yeah. And you will... It's you in your Google your account. account. Just open your Google account, which means you click that little picture of your face up in the upper right-hand corner of your browser and you can go to your Google account settings and find out. Yeah.
1: I but mean, the bottom s- line
0: is it's pretty darn reasonable to buy extra storage for yeah, Google. Yeah, it's not expensive. I mean, no. I spend 29.99 for a year and I have 100 gigabytes. Now, yeah. I'm once I clean out everything, there's not a chance that I'm going to hit a 100 gigabytes.
1: Yeah, I spend And uh, some websites what? No, I was gonna say I spend twelve dollars a year to get fifty gigabytes from on my Apple on my iPhone or no, iPads. The Same.
0: It's the same price, basically.
1: Yeah. Right. But uh, uh, it's, it's uh, be
0: sure you go through the Google Files and Mark. Go through that Google Drive and empty it out because you you don't want to be paying for storage of spam.
1: No. Exactly. Um, well, that's absolutely true.
0: They PC Mag, PC World, is recommending that you. They're suggesting that if you have Amazon Prime, you get five gigabytes of free video storage. Right. Now, remember Google's job. Whatever Google does with your privacy, it's to run their ad network. Right. Amazon, we're not sure, but most everybody else uses it to sell to other people. Right. So I have more trust in Google than I have in sending my private stuff up to amazon prime (laughs) yeah you know if you have office 365 for office you have a terabyte of device storage again i i don't know i i have not examined the privacy policies of all of this stuff and you know i'm comfortable with google because i know their business model is to do an ad network. All the ads on, your, on the internet, that's where they're coming from. They're not selling your data to anybody because that is their magic. So there you yeah. go.
1: You know, exactly. make your
0: decision, but you got to do it before June 1st.
1: And what you should do, I mean, you know, if you're like me, I have found the easiest way to take, to remember to do something or to you know, if I wanted to save something, I'll take a picture of it because I only need it for a second. You know, I might want to use it for something a week later. Go into your photos and start deleting things because you've undoubtedly got yep. a good chunk of photos in there that you probably just took a picture of your mailbox because you wanted to be reminded to go out to your mailbox or whatever it happens to be. So uh, there, there's undoubtedly tons of pictures which take up a lot of space on uh, storage, and but, I'm sure you can yeah, del- yeah, but delete But also things.
0: remember, as long as it was uploaded before June first. It isn't going to cost you anything.
1: Right. Right.
0: So, if unless you're going to refill it with stuff, but my Gmail account um that's basically my file cabinet. That has a lot of stuff in it, and I yeah. do not want to lose it. No, but the 10,000 emails I get from the Los Angeles Dodgers or the Lakers yeah. and all that, <laughs> I mean, literally these people send email every day. You go through and you delete You type the word from, F-R-O-M, then a colon, two dots, a space, and the name of who sends the email. It will show you every email sent from that address. You can just click to delete them all, hundreds and thousands of them. Like Living Social or uh, what. You name it. The people who send you email.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And there's so much spam and so much crap that comes in there. So, uh, so you you know, you definitely need to do that. No question about it. So, okay, okay tell so, us what uh, what we were talking about which is no no, no open signal app. What are we well, talking Well, I
0: got to tell you and and we kind of touched on it last week you talked about fast.com. And honestly, I have found the app Open Signal to be Way more accurate. And then I came across this article uh, this week, and they kind of agree with me. And what's interesting about the Open Signal app, what you can do is test internet speed around your house. It has a window where you can select your carrier and let's say 5G. And you click it, and all of a sudden you're going to see a map of the areas where there's 5G. There's even an area where you can see um how strong the signal is you can see are you on top of a uh, tower or not on top of a tower uh you tap on a and it'll display the most recent upload download and latency stats for your area it's and they have a speed test that's far more accurate but i want to remind you if you're doing the speed test from in your house be sure to shut off your Wi-Fi. Otherwise, you're not getting a speed test. So, well, you're getting
1: a speed test on your Wi-Fi speed.
0: Right. So it covers AT&T, T-Mobile, and Verizon, and recognizes all the towers. I can see all the towers in my neighborhood on this app. And it's really interesting to separate the fact from the hype. Again, fake right. news. <laughs> because... The data is out there, and the Open Signal app definitely gives you the information.
1: Yeah. Okay. There you go. And okay, you uh, have a buy
0: of the week, don't you? We
1: do. Yeah. So uh, now is the time of the show where we search the planets, the universe, and today we are searching Walmart for the buy of the week. Thank you, Hans. Uh, this is actually a really nice buy if you are. Looking for a, you know, a backup smaller TV for your house, you know, something for the bathroom or something for, you know, somewhere in the house that you don't need the ultra high definition HDR, you know, LED, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Well, I figure you
0: don't need all that anyway because my eyes aren't that good.
1: I don't know about yours. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, this one—they're well, okay, you know. I, I mean, I do like the—the uh, the, I just got my new TV a couple of months ago, which I love. But uh, they are at Walmart today. There is this uh, Spectra 19-inch 720p. It's not 1080p, so it's not the you know the highest resolution, but 720p. It's an LED TV, and it's a 19-inch TV. And you know what? It comes with a lot of decent stuff for the price I'm about to tell you. It has, as I say, everybody wants an LED backlit thing, and uh, it is. Let's see. It comes with one HDMI input, uh, headphone jack, optical digital output, PC audio, RCA audio jack, and it comes with a you know a bunch of nice little features. And Marcia, you're telling me you just I don't see that it says you're saying you see that it's only for today.
0: No, I don't see it. I I'm not. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you were telling me.
1: Oh, yeah. No, no. It's on their website. And again, a Spectrum 19, a Spectra, I guess it's 19 inch. And it's got 1,227 ratings, which is a good chunk of ratings. It's uh, 4.2 out of 5 stars, which is pretty good for a TV set. And the cost, the outrageous cost, $80.99. Well, just so so you know,
0: I have a Spectra TV. It may be this very one in my kitchen. Oh, and And Mark, would you give the model number because we have some people who may not have a Walmart near them or may not have access. But if they have the model number, whatever country you're in, you can search the model number, and I'll bet you'll get a similar deal. Yeah, you probably will. It's model
1: number. Now, the only problem again, as you always should know with TVs, is sometimes the model number is made. Like for example, Best Buy uses their own model number sometimes. But in this particular case, it's model number E. 195 SR. Uh, and it's also got the Walmart SKU, which you can look up. But again, the E195BV SR, it's the uh, Spectre 19 inch 720 HD LED TV available now for $80.99. Does not get much cheaper than that to buy a TV set that comes with those uh, bells and whistles. And so, just so uh, you
0: know, I have a Sceptre TV. Uh, it's a little smaller, actually. Than this in my kitchen, and I have a Fire Stick attached to it.
1: Oh yeah, there you go. So
0: that way I use the apps and the Wi-Fi in my house to watch TV.
1: Yeah, and you can do that. And I think I said that there was one. Let's see, there. Yeah, there's one HDMI input. Yes. So you can, pl- yeah. So you can plug in a Fire Stick to that. So that it's that a would pretty
0: basic TV. I, I gotta yeah. tell you,
1: but yeah. if all yeah. you
0: stick in is a Fire Stick or uh, you know the Google thingy, <laughs> yeah, then the Google you're in business. Thingy? Yeah. Well, it's the Google thing. Chromecast.
1: Uh, So uh, so that is our buy of the week. Um, You know, these days, a lot of people want to take dash cams, and they want to use dash cams in the car, and they're selling them like crazy. Uh, You found a way to turn your phone into a dash cam. And
0: they're not – let's let's back up here. They are not cheap. Dash cams are not cheap.
1: Right, right.
0: Um, This is something that's expensive, but – when you have an accident or when you have an incident of some kind, you're going to be glad you have one. Unless maybe you have an old telephone sitting around, an old mm-hmm. smartphone, because then you can put a mount on your dashboard, use one of the existing apps, which I'll tell you about in a minute, and bingo, you've got a dash cam. And right. There's all kinds of crazy stuff going on here in Los Angeles. There's shootings on the freeways. There's, If you have a dash cam, you will have a record of what happens. Right. And you have to be careful um, because to turn it on when you get into the car, and some of them turn on automatically with the Bluetooth of your phone, mm-hmm. um, the phone you're carrying with you, in other words, connecting to the Bluetooth of the phone you have mounted on your dash, and then you don't probably want to leave your phone sitting on the dash of your car when you're not in it, right? I mean, right. I would think it could get fried pretty good. So basically, you're going to have to bring the phone into the car with you. And there are a few apps like Daily Roads Voyager, Auto Guard Dash Cam, Auto Boy dash cam now i've heard auto boy is excellent gets really high ratings i believe there's one for ios as well as android a really good app and car dvr and gps now what you're going to do if you have an old phone you're going to wipe off as much of it as you can because it's going to suck up a lot of space right if it's recording constantly as you drive right so if you're in an accident, you will have a video. You'll be able to show your insurance company, hey, he hit me, I didn't hit him. And uh, you can also make time lapses. There's all kinds of ways you can use these, but the app that I was recommended and looked up, Autoboy-cam, will help you with this. And I think it's it's a great yeah. and very smart thing to do.
1: Which reminds me, I, I always wonder, you know, when you watch police dramas on TV, you know, every corner has a camera on it. I wonder how true that actually is, you know, because, oh, well, we'll look at the street. We'll look at the street. I mean, I don't know how many of our city streets actually have cameras, but it must be a fair amount if you uh, believe the shows that you're watching on TV. And um, I actually was in the, by my office and I look up and at the corner of a pretty good size intersection. There's sure enough, there's cameras up there.
0: There are cameras and, everywhere it's funny when when I was in europe there's cameras everywhere. they yeah, try and disguise them. What's really funny here in los angeles uh cell towers are something that's really kind of ugly.
1: Mm-hmm. They
0: disguise them to look as look like pine trees and palm trees out here and yeah, you really exactly. you're driving by you don't notice the difference it's yeah, it's very, kind of amazing really
1: very interesting stuff. Um, okay, so I, I know this has happened to me a number of times. You have a large file that you want to send uh, through an email on the Internet and it's too big. You just can't do that. For example, Gmail and Yahoo limit the size of their attached files to twenty-five megabits. Uh, so if you're sending a video, it's very easy to exceed twenty-five uh, megabits. You know, it could be a hundred megabits uh, for a video. So, well, let me just com- tell you
0: real quick, and you can give yeah. those options how I do it because I'm writing a book right now, and I have to upload my chapters and my screenshots and my photos and the whole thing to my publisher after every chapter. I just make a folder. In my Google storage
1: mm-hmm. in
0: in the cloud with the title, upload everything to that, um, make the option to share, and it'll give me a link for me to send the person who's supposed to get what's in the file. Right. You can put whatever you want in Google Drive, and I do it temporarily. They access it, they take it down, and then I go delete it. It's yeah. genius. So yeah, you came th- up, though, with some other options.
1: Well, yeah, you can use uh, what's called Box. You can get 10 gigabytes storage space, Dropbox, 2 For gigabytes. Free. Yeah, Those are free, right. Uh, as you said, Google Drive, 15 gigabytes. iCloud gives you 5 gigabytes. OneDrive gives you 5 gigabytes. And uh, just as Marcia said, you upload them to there, and uh, you can then have someone send a link to you know, to download this files and look. So that's one way of doing it. Gmail attaches um, limits files to 25 megabits. So anything over is automatically placed inside of Google drive. So that's nice. And I don't know if that works with you, Marcia, Do they automatically send it to Google drive for you.
0: No, I don't let anything, anything go automatically
1: right because a, a we idea. all
0: have computers and all these uh, businesses want more <laughs> crap up in their in their files to charge you for the space yeah, so exactly. i'm very selective and i don't let it automatically happen
1: yeah, I mean, there's a lot of uh, different, for example, Outlook, which is a very popular mail program, allows you to attach up to 33 megabits in file. If you try to sell, send something larger than that, it'll prompt you to upload and share it during their uh, via their OneDrive. So you can use that. You can also uh, use what's called a file transfer site. Instead of sending email, you can use a third-party file transfer site where you upload the file that you want to send. You enter your name and address along with the name and address of the recipient. Um, the site then houses the file online and sends your recipient a download link. Um, and so that allows you to do that. So you can, you know, there are many different ways of doing that. And uh, those are just a, a couple of them. Another one called FileMail and MyAirBridge and DropSend. So there are a number of services that will allow you to do that. And as I say, that has happened to me frequently where the file's too big. Usually it's a photograph or something in there. Uh, but or a bunch you know, of photographs. <laughs> or a bunch of photographs, right. Yeah, that you have to send one at a time, which can be a colossal pain if you need to do that. So um, that's the story. Uh, gosh, we're almost out of time. You want to talk uh, – uh, should we talk about Android or what are we – let's just go uh, to Well, TV. just
0: real quick, FaceTime alternatives. Uh, I was just writing about this for my new book that's coming out for the holidays. Um, there's no need for Android folks to be jealous of FaceTime. There are so many ways. There's an app, as a matter of fact, called Duo, which can be downloaded for iPhones as well as Android. So if you iPhone people have a friend that's on Android and you'd like to FaceTime with them, you just download the app Duo. Duo is made by Google, so you don't have to worry about any weird stuff going on. Mm -hmm. And I use it all the time to FaceTime with people. And FaceTime, I realize, is iPhone's name, but it's kind of because... Come Common like Kleenex or Band-Aid, right? Also, Google Meet is supposedly going to replace Google Duo, but Google Duo has gotten so popular during the pandemic that uh, they were going to do away with it, and now they're thinking, maybe we shouldn't do away with it because it's such a good app. But Google Meet, Google Duo, and there are some other private apps which I don't see any need to be using as long as you can get these free from Google.
1: Yeah, there you go. Um, so I, I watched probably one of your favorite movies uh, genre, uh, Killing Zombies, and it's called Army of the Dead. It's a brand new movie on Netflix. Surprisingly enough, got a pretty decent review um, on Netflix. It's with, uh, oh gosh, the I just went blank. Yeah, Dave uh, Batista, who is a former wrestler. And he's the star of it. And I think, if I remember correctly, Army of the Dead was a, a movie that was made a long time ago or something along those lines. It's done by uh, Zack Snyder, who's very big in those kinds of films. And it was fun. I have to say, it takes place in Las Vegas, an outbreak of zombies and a group of mercenaries uh, go in. And So, Marcia, I'm sure you're going to want to watch that movie because I know you're big on zombies. I films. hate
0: zombies. But I do have to tell you, and I haven't seen it yet, but I have read the reviews, and it sounds simply wonderful. Do you remember Jean Smart, a very fa She was
1: a great. I watched actress. the first couple of episodes of, of what you're about to talk about.
0: Of hacks, how did you yeah. like
1: it? I, it was cute. I I, I like Jean Smart. I've always been a fan of hers, and uh, it's cute. Uh, you know, we'll see where it goes. I wouldn't say it was laugh out loud hysterical, but she's good and she's very likable. And the uh, the woman who's on it with her, I don't know who she is, but she did a good job. So yeah, it, it's worth it. I'm watching. a big
0: fan of cute. I like cute and happy. Also yeah. an excellent sci-fi movie. I don't know if I mentioned it last week. Oxygen. Oxygen yeah, I is seen that excellent. Yet. Be sure to watch it in English because it comes up on Netflix in French with subtitles,
1: and you don't want oh, that. Oh, yeah, I think you did mention that, right? Because you mentioned the, about the subtitles. Yeah,
0: do yeah. look at it. You will, re- you will thank me. It's an excellent, excellent sci-fi film.
1: There you go. And Are you going to watch uh, the Friends reunion, which is now on HBO? Nope. <laughs> really? Wow. No Friends reunion, huh? You don't Why care about would I that?
0: care? I, I, I don't oh, understand. Fine.
1: Well, if I you can't? watch the show, as many of us did. For, I
0: did. Well, I watched Friends Like a Religion, but oh, I don't want to want see it got now. Caught
1: up? I mean, most of the people in Friends are still around and acting. So, yeah. you know, they're all in, in things. So it's not like they've disappeared since the show was on 20 years ago. And but even it's if they were fun.
0: dead, I, think, to be perfectly honest, the most interesting thing I've seen lately as far as vintage TV is they've taken the Dick Van Dyke show, if you remember that, where he played Rob Petrie and Mary Tyler Moore, and they've colorized it, and they're showing it on CBS once a week. So that's great.
1: Hey, that's it for us, folks. Uh, Enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. Please don't drink and drive. We want you back with us next week. Have a great week.
0: And Memorial Day is here to remember our veterans. So say a little prayer and thank our veterans for everything we have. This is Marsha Collier and Mark Cohen, and we want to thank you for listening. Please tune in next week, and we'll have a lot more tech news for you. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier,
1: produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought.